Hello, and welcome back to Gal Talk. I'm your host, Greta, and I'm here with my co-host, Emily. Hi, guys, and welcome to our podcast. Today, we are going to talk about family relationships in the voyage of Argo. Family relationships, huh? Sounds like this could get interesting. You are absolutely right. The voyage of Argo shows many different dynamics of family relationships, and I think it really shows how complicated family can be. You can say that again, Emily. Speaking of complicated, our first topic today is fear-based parenting. Talk about yikes. Yeah. This can be a difficult topic, and to help us discuss it, we are lucky enough to have a family psychologist joining us today. Please welcome Dr. Whiteside. Welcome, Dr. Whiteside. How are you doing today? I am well, thank you. We brought you here this morning to share your insights on family. Have you read that one book by Apollonius of Rhodes? No. Not a big reader, huh, Emily? <laughs> it talks about a group of men who traveled together on a ship called the Argo in search of a mystical golden fleece. Along the way, they make it through many obstacles and a lot of family drama. Family drama? What kind of family drama? There are a lot of examples of family drama in The Voyage of Argo, but the one that comes to my mind is the tense relationship between one of the main characters, Medea, and her father, King Aedes. What makes their relationship so tense and dramatic? I believe that Medea was scared of her father. King Aedes was a weary man who wanted the very best for his daughter. In the story, he is portrayed as strict and confident in his power. When his daughter Medea betrays him and attempts to run away, he panics and puts down his wrath. Why do you think King Aedes acts that way towards Medea? Yeah, what's up with that? It all has to do with psychology and the idea of fear-based parenting. Fear-based parenting? My parents used to use that on me. Um, Greta, we're still on air. <laughs> Kidding, not really. <laughs> Parents sometimes let their fear of the world overcome their judgment. According to psychology.com, a source that I often use in my research, quote, fear runs rampant not because the world is truly more dangerous than it was in the past, but because we as a society have generated exaggerated myths about dangers, end quote. Parents are scared to let their children experience lives for themselves and loosen the reins on their lives. They shelter them and do everything in their power to keep them safe and protected, even if it means sheltering and ostracizing them. So King Aedes was trying to protect Medea in the Voyage of Argo? Yes. In the story, he shows many signs of being affected by his own fear. For example, on page 153 of the book, after Medea ran away from home, King Aedes, quote, threatened his whole people with dire pains if they should fail to lay their hands on his daughter, end quote. He allowed his fear to turn into rage and affect his leadership position. Hmm, this story sounds very familiar. Yeah, I think I've heard this before. I would not be surprised. Strict father figures appear time and time again in literature and cinematography. Movies such as Matilda, The Lion King, and The Little Mermaid are perfect examples of this. Oh my goodness, I didn't even realize. Take the Little Mermaid, for example. King Triton tries to protect Ariel by keeping constant eyes on her and creating strict rules for her to live by. When he finds out that Ariel is expanding her life beyond his expectations, he becomes furious. 
His strictness and anger comes solely out of love for his daughter, with love driving him to act in this out-of-pocket manner. When Medea helps Jason complete the challenge and flees with him, King Aedes, similar to King Triton, went into a fit of rage and sent out an entire armada to bring her back. Both Medea and Ariel were in love and were ready to start a new chapter of life with their partners. This action of leaving home made King Aedes and King Triton go mad because they were scared of what could happen to their daughters in the outside world. So King Aedes let his fear get in the way of having a healthy relationship with Medea? To put it simply, yes. Whoa, thank you for your analysis, Dr. Danielle. Yeah, thank you for making that connection. You two are welcome. Farewell. Let's welcome literature expert, Miss Vivian from Harvard University. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome, thanks for joining us. We brought you here today to expand on the different familial relationships in the voyage of Argo. Hey Greta, do you have any siblings? I have a brother and a sister. <laughs> I'm one of four girls. We are really close to each other, and I can say the bond between us is very tight. Is there anything like that in the Argo? Oh, well in the Argo, there was a strong sister bond between Medea and Calliope regarding the consequences Calliope and her sons would endure if Medea left. Medea felt guilty if anything were to happen to her sister's sons. On page 129 in the Voyage of Argo, Medea said, quote, I will do anything to help you and your sons, anything to make you happy, end quote. From her words, she is willing to help her sister, which demonstrates a deep sisterly bond. Like Greta, Medea is willing to make many sacrifices to protect her sister. How so? Well, speaking for myself, I think when it comes down to being selfish or protecting someone who is so close, I would want to be selfish, but I know the right thing to do would be to protect my sisters at all costs before making selfish actions. That is exactly what Medea does. She wants to leave and be with Jason, her lover, but decides that if she leaves, it would bring harm upon her sisters and nephews. I believe that Medea does this because she knows that her sisters would do the same in return. I agree, Emily. I know my sisters and myself argue and disagree often, but I know that deep down they care for me, and when they knew I needed help or safety, they would be there for me. Making me tear up over here, Greta. <laughs> Well, thank you for having me. Yes, thank you for joining us today. See you later, alligator. Greta, she's from Harvard, ex-smart. In a wild crocodile. Oh. That was Miss Vivian, and now we invite Miss Danielle, who works as a counselor in an elementary school, into the studio, who will be giving us an insight on familial relationships. Welcome, Miss Danielle. Thank you. So, Miss Danielle, let's get started. Do your parents ever reward you for doing a good deed? Yes. yes. Well, like your parents do, so does Aphrodite. Sounds like you, greedy Greta. Rude! <laughs> Ladies, let's stay on task here. According to the text, Aphrodite, like our parents, often rewards, reward their children for doing a good deed. Aphrodite does this with her son, Eros. She says to Eros, quote, will you be good and do me a favor I am going to ask you for? Then I will, 
give you one of Zeus's lovely toys, end quote, page 112. Is that bad? Well, when you think about parents rewarding their kids for good deeds, the child oftentimes expects a reward every time. Oh, like Greta. <gasps> when a child expects a reward for a good deed, parents oftentimes find themselves being consequenced. Oh, like the way Aphrodite did. Exactly. Aphrodite's relationship with her son is fear-based, so when she asks her son to help her with the task, she automatically offers a reward in hopes he will do it. So in the end, the lesson is that sometimes when we reward our children too much, they begin to have authority over us? Well, kind of. If you think of parenting, you think of being in control and teaching your kids life lessons like good deeds shouldn't always be rewarded by others, but you should be rewarded by feeling good about your actions, something Aphrodite failed to do. Wow. We can all take a life lesson from the interactions between Aphrodite and Eros, even as adults. Yes, thank you so much. We've been talking a lot about biological relationships in the Argo. Don't you think, Greta? Yeah, I have been meaning to ask our experts here, is family portrayed in other ways than what has been discussed so far? Yeah, if you think about it, weren't the Argonauts considered a family? I think so. Let's have Miss Vivian come in and talk more about this. Yeah, that's a good question. The Argonauts were formed by King Pelias. They consisted of men from many different backgrounds. Just like any other family, their journey together was not smooth. There would be arguments between some of the men, but eventually they would work through their differences. Wow, wow that's, that's so, so interesting. interesting. Although the Argonauts were not all related to each other, everyone was treated like family on the Argo boat. How do you girls see this shown in our society? Well, I'm on a couple of sports teams, and I can say that we are like a family. Yeah, I did theater in high school, and everyone was close to each other. I mean, it was awkward at first, but everyone eventually warmed up to each other and really enjoyed performing together. Wow. As you all said, these are examples of a broader form of family. The Argonauts went through their journey together as one and helped one another go through personal struggles. So to answer your earlier question, Greta, yes, family is portrayed in many different ways. It can be biologically or through a team. Well, thank you, Miss Vivian, for your insights on the Argonauts' familial relationship. Yes, thank you. It was nice to have you here. Wow, Emily, that sure was a deep dive into this text. It really helped me understand the family dynamics in the Argo, and even my own family, if I think about it. Yes, this book has so many meaningful passages, and I just want to thank our wonderful guests today who helped us interpret them, like Dr. Whiteside, who helped us learn about fear-based parenting and connecting the voyage of Argo to the real world. Yes. Vivian from Harvard University, who talked about the sister bond between Medea and Calliope, Miss Danielle, who explained how parents should not reward their children for every good deed. Facts. Like you, Greta. Oh. And Miss Vivian, again, who explained how family extends beyond blood relation. Yes, it does. 100%. Our guests are such an important part of our show. 
Oh, so you're saying I'm not an important part of the show? Oh my gosh, no, Emily. I would never insult you like that. You are so important. That's it. I'm sick of this gal talk. It's never again. <sighs> no, no way. My mom loves this show. She's going to be so sad. But I guess if that's how you feel. It is. I guess our friendship cannot withstand disagreements. As well as the Argonauts. Emily, out. Mic drop. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this uh, here last episode of Gal Talk and learned more about family in the Argo. Maybe you guys can put this knowledge into practice better than me and Emily could. Thank you again for watching. Goodbye, gals.